Welcome to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally. He is the Matt Williamson, and it is a chilly and breezy Wednesday here Yeah, it's in, a little blustery. A little blustery. I expect to see Winnie the Pooh running around out there in the <laughs> yeah, or, yeah, piglet click. rolling by. As there, a, there's no place like home. There's no place yeah. like home. Yeah, it's, I have a feeling it's going to uh, translate into Buffalo in the next couple days here, too. Right? This it's, is kind of what the, uh, the weather is going to be like in Buffalo in terms of the, the wind. The wind, yeah. And that's kind of where I wanted to go here. To kick off today's show, uh, okay. Matt, um, looking at this game on Sunday, they're expecting uh, winds of uh, around 25 miles an hour, pretty steady, and then gusts of up to 52 miles an hour. Which is extreme. Which is extremely, yeah, yeah, yeah extreme, yeah. extreme. But a 25-mile-an-hour wind um, makes it very difficult to throw the football. Very difficult to throw the football. So I'm sure we'll reference it throughout the day, but there's, Warren Sharp put out a really good article today about – it is more of a betting standpoint, but he digs into it pretty strong. And things like Buffalo Stadium is well known to not cut the wind particularly well. It's way, slow. It's, yeah, it's slow. Say, I think you've been there. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean so. When you, so to, for people who haven't been to that stadium, when you come in at street level mm-hmm. and you enter the stadium, you're already kind of at the top of the stadium. It doesn't stick yeah, up okay. out of the ground a lot. So they dug a hole. Yeah. Yeah. You actually come in about midway up the stadium. Like okay. you come in, at, the press box is literally like one set of steps. You go up and then you're in the press box. Okay. Wow. Which is typically up higher in most stadiums. Yeah, sure. Usually you're in an elevator to yeah. go up. Right, right, right. You don't do that there. It's pretty low. So the wind hits that stadium harder than most. Obviously that city is a rough weather city by NFL standards and it sounds like we're going to get it heavy. So the the gusts are really interesting to me in that you don't know when they're coming. Right. <laughs> they don't tell you about them. There's you know? no warning. Yeah, say, hey, gusts no, coming. Yeah, here comes a signal. Don't kick the ball now. Don't throw the ball now. So you wonder it just there's going to be a handful of plays that are going to look goofy. I mean, I, to say the least. Yeah. So uh, it made me go back to everybody remembers the game in 2021 where the Patriots went up there and beat the Bills yeah. in Buffalo, 14 to 10. Uh, the, that was Mac Jones' rookie year. Yeah, Mac yeah. Jones is a rookie. The winds in that game um, at kickoff were 19 miles per hour, so they're probably going to be harsher. They gusted up to around 30, they were around 30 at 25 to 30 for most of the game, which is extreme. Which but is extreme, not like this, not like this. <laughs> yeah. And the Patriots went in there and threw the ball three times. Three times. And won 14 to 10. The Bills threw it 30 times. And only mustered up 10 points. And got 10 points out of it. And if you look, so uh, a touchdown apiece in the first quarter, you had a 64-yard Damian Harris run. Mm, I remember there was a long play. I was thinking it was a kickoff return. Uh, The Bills then scored a touchdown on a pass. That was uh, Josh Allen to Gabe Davis, who didn't practice today, by the way. Uh, then you got a 41-yard Nick Folk field goal from the Patriots to take an 11-7 lead. A ball went through the uprights yeah, on that because the Patriots also went for two after they scored. Which makes some sense. To, I mean, do you, would you take it to that extreme? I mean, you wouldn't think extra points would be that hard. Well, an extra point is what, 42 yards? Uh, I should know that. It's, it's not as it's either not 42, as far as it used to be. 42 or 44 yards. Okay, they kick, kick from the 25, so it's probably— So plus 17. Yeah, so yeah, it's probably yeah, 42. It's 42, yeah. So the longest field goal attempt in the game was 41 yards, or at least the longest make. Everything else is a 41-yarder by Nick Folk, a 35-yarder by Tyler Bass, and a 34-yarder from Folk again, which may pushed it to 14-10. So, you know, the 14-10 looks like, the, oh, there was a lot of scoring there and touchdowns. There were two. Yeah, 
Right, right. There were two. Yeah, there were two in a in a in a, in a conversion. And, and from what I remember, that Harris run was just like a missed tackle. He got free, busted yeah. past the eight man box, and was off the races. You know. So if you look at that game, New England had 241 total yards of offense in the game. Okay. The Bills had 230. Okay. The great equalizer is the wind. Allen, um, he uh, he was 15-30 and 30 for 145 yards in a touchdown. He also ran six times for 39 yards. Devin Singletary had 10 carries for 36 yards. Zach Moss, 8 for 21. Matt Breida had 1 for 3. But if you look at the Patriots, uh, Damian Harris, 10 for 111. Ramondre Stevenson. That was one big run. 24 yeah. for 78. Stevenson that's, was the... That's kind of the nausea. Yeah. I mean, it's... Yeah. So is, is that the... You know, is that kind of what you what you want? You're, you're not ha- unhappy with that. Uh, so my qu- a couple things I'd want to throw out there then with that in, my, in mind and that perspective. If I told you today, January 10th, Wednesday, that... The Steelers would end up with 250 yards of offense, which is more than either one of those teams had in that game, and we expect the weather to be harsher. Do you take it? I think so. I mean, 250 is not much to ask for in the NFL world, you know. And how many? I should know this too, but how how many yards of offense did the Steelers have in Baltimore? I mean, it was more than that. It was more than that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but I think this is going to be harsher. Um, I think you do. I mean, would the Bills say the same thing? Like if you asked, probably not. Yeah, I don't think they'd look at it that perspective. But not many teams are going to say yes. I'll take 250 yards of offense. I mean, it's not that much to gather. But boy, there could be three and out after three and out after three and out. I mean, is third and five a running down? Kind of <laughs> is. You know what I mean? Because yeah. If you look at that, if, back at that game, third down conversions. It certainly was for the Patriots, and they threw the ball three times. The Patriots were two of twelve on third downs. The Bills were four of thirteen, so neither team tore it up on on third downs. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Patriots, though, were one of two on fourth downs. The, the Bills were zero for one. Patriots held the ball for thirty two oh one. The Bills had it for twenty seven fifty nine. Okay, I mean time possession is important, yeah. but you know you're going to be running, 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 running. I mean, I think it's just how many. Almost have to look at it from a first downs perspective. I mean, you're probably not going to break long plays. Maybe somebody gets free like Damian Harris did. But if I can, if the Steelers can get three more first downs than the Bills throughout the course of an entire game, is that a large accomplishment? I think yeah. it is. Well, the Patriots had 11 first downs in that game. The Bills had 16. Okay, but the Bills threw the ball a lot, and more. they threw the ball. A lot you more. put the ball more in harm's way, and. Mm-hmm. and I mean, 15 completions for 145 yards. They ran the ball 25 times for 99 yards. And I bet they regret not running it more. Probably so. The, the Patriots ran it 46 times for 222. Who were the the Bills running backs, if you don't mind? You're looking at the box. It was score, Singletary, right? uh, Zach Moss, Matt, Moss and Matt Breida. Okay. That I, was, I was sitting here thinking, like, they don't have the big Ramondre Harris power well, Moss backs, is, but Moss, Moss is. Moss is that. Yeah, they yeah. just didn't, you know, for whatever reason, they didn't, never wanted to use him in that role. Mm-hmm. In that game, they kind of did. But, More than they usually yeah. do, but still, it was a Allen-centric game. How many carries did Allen have? Uh, he had uh, six for 39. Okay. I mean, that's if you're the Steelers, not that unusual it, for it, him. Yeah, yeah, you would live. Okay, he six carries for 39 yards. I'd take I that in any weather. I'd take yeah. that underwater. I'd he had a long run of 21 it. yards. Really, the difference in that game was the 64-yard run by Harris. Yeah, I said it came down to one big play. Yeah, is, is, was what I'm unpacking at all that. Because really, Buffalo's long pass 
was 20, uh, 20, uh, Diggs had a 26-yard catch. Gabe Davis had a 16-yarder. Emmanuel Sanders had 19, a 19-yard catch. Um, for the Patriots, the long Johnny Smith had a 12-yard catch. That was their long. That's their big play. That was their long pass of the day. They only threw well, for 19 threw yards. yards. Yeah, right, right. So that's a huge play. And that, but under those circumstances, wow, that's crazy. So, what are our takeaways on that? Don't miss tackles. Tackle. Yeah, yeah. tackling's going to be a big large. deal, right? Um, but also. Your commitment to the run game. Mm-hmm. Don't you know? Just because it's third and eight doesn't mean you have to throw the football. Or if you do throw the football, make sure it's something easy to complete. Mm-hmm. The dump offs to Jalen Moore and the you know even if it's a wide receiver screen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those those kind of things because in that kind of weather, you know, in it's that kind of wind, right? It's going to be hard to I throw mean, the football. The ball in the air for you know, any kind of distance isn't going to go well. well. And the other thing that we don't know. And I'm not sure on this in that I've been there a few times when it's been there's been weather games, obviously more than actually more than a few. Because, no, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, quite a bit. Is it a crosswind? Does it blow, you know, from one end zone to the other? I was actually going to ask you that question. but I figured you had no idea. I mean, I mean what uh, way does the wind blow in that stadium? I, yeah. I mean, I don't know that answer. The Bills will. But if it is kind of a crosswind, mm-hmm. it doesn't benefit anybody. No. You'd rather have it at your back or going into well, it. Well, one way or the other, right, so you know right, when right. you when you you know to, for the opening kick. Okay, we're going to take certainly punting. Should I go for it on fourth and one? Last week I against punt? Baltimore, right, for right. example, it was going from right to left. Yeah. So the Steelers had the wind at their backs for the first quarter. The second and third quarters, the wind was in their face. Mm-hmm. Fourth quarter, they had the wind again. When did they score their touchdowns? Yeah, first yeah, yeah, and fourth yeah. quarters. The first play of the fourth quarter. They said, "Okay, we got the wind again," and that's when you—that's when you saw the pass to, to okay. uh, Deontay Johnson. And you'll see teams. I can't remember if the Steelers did it in this game or not. Uh, we'll just let the third quarter wind down and walk down. That the third other quarter end. was rough watching for the it Steelers. Steelers Ravens. I mean, it was a, there was a three and out, three and out, three and out, three mm-hmm. and out, and it turned into a field position game. And then as soon as the Steelers got the wind behind their back again, boom! You hit can, the let's, let's hit take the pass. a shot. Yeah, yeah. makes sense. So I was very critical of Harvin versus, I think his name's Stout, the yeah. Ravens punter, because one of them was much more successful than the other. Um, we sort of talked through this on Monday, and I don't, we didn't narrow it down exactly the punts, but Harvin also, who I don't think has happened in a good year, to be honest with you, it had to kick into the wind more than the other way around. He yeah. didn't get particularly lucky with when he was called on to no. punt either. Well, and I had somebody arguing with me about that on, on social media when I said... Exactly what I just said. The wind's blowing from from right to left, mm-hmm. and so well, it didn't affect Harvin or it didn't affect uh, Sam Stout. I said, "Did you see his first punt? His first punt he was going the same way. His first punt into, it. into the wind went about twenty yards in the air, and then it bounced and rolled another thirty yards. It oh, wasn't that, a, yeah, it wasn't that. a great yeah, yeah, punt. Yeah, 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 right. He got a good roll on it because mm-hmm. if you're the return guy in that situation, you got to you're setting up forty yards deep or forty five yards deep because mm-hmm. you just don't know. No, oh, it's going to be so much harder yeah. on those guys too. And you wonder, just from a punting perspective, not that I know a lot about punting, but is it line drive season then? You know, like why you put it up in the air be, where it yeah. floats around? Because then you better also have a better chance to get the roll if they don't field it. Yeah. But if he does field it clean, your guys aren't down there. Well, you got to try to you – know? actually, you try to kick away from the return guy mm-hmm. in a line, in a line drive. drive so that it bounces and, and you rolling. get the roll. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because if you put it up in the air, it's going to blow back in your face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And, but if the field's super soft, it's not going to get much of a bounce. I yeah. mean, it might Miami stick right in there type of thing, you know. Um, interesting, though. So this will be a big deal 
special teams coaches, obviously head coaches of navigating the environment. You know, I mean, like, what are we going to do here? Fourth and one, you might rather hand it to Najee than punt it if it's going to yield 20 yards. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. I mean, even if you're in your own end or if it's an unconventional. Well, if, I mean, if you're at the 38 and it's third and, you know, or fourth and three, mm-hmm. you're not in field goal range. Even I'm with, even thinking of your own 30. I mean, even with Bo- know, right. Boswell and Bass are two of the better kickers in the league. Yeah, yeah. But you're not kicking. You don't kick from there. You probably kick from like the 25 and in. Yeah. I mean, and the other thing is they'll have a better feel for it with pregame. I mean, that's why those guys kick so much is to really get the, the lay of the land. And they'll, I, I feel good from 60, coach. Okay, cool. You know, whatever. But one gust. Right, the gust. <laughs> you got to put the right, gust in. Yeah. The, the gust come into play. Yeah, and are the gusts going left to right, or are the gusts coming at you? Are they totally unpredictable? Do we have any clue? Is Does there it any... swirl? Get into the bowl and swirl? Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So that'll be crazy. I mean, you wonder. I'm sure teams don't have a weather expert per se, but there might be someone that's not on the coaching staff that's like just in charge of wind stuff. Or yeah. no, I don't know. Well, I mean, you probably do have some of the analytics from that particular stadium. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know, you, you mentioned the Warren Sharp. Yeah, piece. that was interesting. Yeah, uh, he had all the analytics from every game played in Buffalo. In, in you know, when the wind is this much, when the wind is this mm-hmm. much, when it's this much, and his biggest takeaway was under. Yeah, they <laughs> bet the unders is what he kept coming <laughs> there back. There will to. not be a lot of points scored in that game. And if the forecast holds up. All all of his examples, he kept going like, okay, winds are 18 miles an hour. Well, what if they're 20 now? What if they're 22? What if they're 24? And obviously the unders kept hitting more and more and more. The scores went down, down, down. But they still weren't as strong as this one. Yeah, you right. I mean, none of them were. Yeah, this, this is, is even extreme. more extreme than that. Yeah. So the, it could come down to the team that run, the, the team that runs the ball better mm-hmm. wins this game. And who do you trust in that situation? Buffalo's ran the ball really, run the really ball well. well. They, they have, and I think their line is better suited to run blocking than they are pass blocking. But if, you, if you're right not side. as concerned about them throwing the ball, how much how much of what Buffalo does in the running game is because they're out there with three wide receivers on the field? That's what I was going to say. And you have to and, play nickel or dime. And it's almost like they're in, you know, when they play 11 with Kincaid, it's almost like they're in 10. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they don't have a lot of blockers on the field. That's what I was sitting here thinking, though. That's what I was going to go with it is – Who's more equipped to play with big people and just rugby scrum it? Well, that's definitely the Steelers, and their ball carriers are bigger people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Rudolph isn't going to carry the ball. Maybe he picks two or three yards or whatever. Allen's a big person that's going to carry the ball. Right. And he's, I mean, he's their biggest ball carrier. Yeah, and he's had a ton of carries over the last two weeks that have been playoff games for them. Yeah. I would expect more of the same, but I still think the, the answer to your question is the Steelers. And then the next, then you keep flipping it, you know, then <laughs> the Bills never want to be in base personnel. Right. So. Do they change their personality? Right. I mean, do the Steelers, instead of base, come out in goal line? It, it, do the Bills, instead of nickel, come out in base? You know, like, you're doing stuff you don't usually do. Yeah, a lot of left-handed stuff. Yeah. I mean, guys that don't play a lot of snaps doing this might be forced to. Or are you just bullheaded and going to stay in nickel no matter what? And the Steelers come out with Chooks and Washington and, you know, and just bully. And I, I did pick notice this clip. in the uh, stats package the league sent out, Mike, uh-huh. uh, that Buffalo this season played with six offensive linemen 10.5% of the time. That's the second highest percentage in the league. So yeah. one out of every 10 snaps. I bet that even goes up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a, I'm glad you brought that up because I, I made note of it too. And watching their games, I forget the dude's name. But it's the same guy every time. He comes in 
a lot. And they also did a lot when Knox was out, too. So I would think that's a staple of theirs. The Steelers have been with Chooks once or twice a game. Maybe yeah. it's five or six, though. I mean, that's I think, a big jump. Uh, you know, the difference this year, I think, for the Steelers is that you have a Darnell Washington. Yeah, yeah, yeah Who's yeah. essentially like an extra offensive lineman mm-hmm. out there. That, that And he's more of a threat than like a Gentry. Yeah, and yeah. you don't have to declare, hey, we're going to run the football mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. We're going to come out in this package, but we can still throw the football. But do you even care this week? I mean, right. Like, I don't know there's going to be a whole lot of mystery. So I mean, you could, there's... You could run some some waggles and things like mm-hmm. that off of stuff where you know you hit those tight ends and the flats. Yeah, yeah, on, yeah, on a rollout. Yeah. That's a that's a five I mean, yard pass on the field. He yeah. can catch the ball. Washington can catch the ball. Chooks won't. You yeah, know, they're extra. But that's a five yard pass you complete and maybe get some run after the catch. Mm-hmm. That is pretty easy out of that package. Yes, 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 yes. Um, what was the other thing I was thinking of? Oh, it's semi related, but something that's been bugging me all week about this is the blitz. Allen more because you don't have Watt. And the Steelers have been pretty blitz-heavy in general. And then I did some Allen research, and he's been killing the blitz. And so I basically said, thought to myself, no, don't blitz him. And in this case, considering the weather and I don't want to miss a tackle, I wouldn't blitz at all. You know what I mean? I may even have, like, three-man rushes. You know, like, the chances well, of him I, completing if, passes. I, I think if I blitz, I'm blitzing my inside linebackers up the middle. Mm-hmm. I want to hit those those A and B gaps. Yeah. Just to maybe either blow up a running play or put somebody sure. in his face when he's mm-hmm. dropping back to pass. I mean, he's been good under pressure. He's been great against the blitz, but not with wind gusts and. Right. I mean, it's gonna be hard enough completing passes, yeah. anyways. I don't know. You have to rush him or hit him as much in the passing game, and I'm just worried about not ha- being a body short if they complete a slant and oh no, I missed it, and he's going to the house. You know, yeah. and that could be the game. You know, one long touchdown might be the game. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, we're going to get to a break. He is the Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back with more right after this. Welcome back to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally. He is the Matt Williamson. And, uh, well, it wasn't a Black Monday situation, but we saw a 70-year-old coach uh, yeah. get pushed aside today in the NFL, but it wasn't the guy that everybody's been talking about. <laughs> Not yet, at least. Not yet, at least. But uh, didn't see this one coming. Pete Carroll out in Seattle. Um, yeah, didn't see that one coming. No. I mean, he's you know, I, mean, I think he's a Hall of Famer. I think he's yeah. had a tremendous career. I give him so much credit for a year ago. I mean, training camp 2022, after the Wilson trade, you know, they come out and say we're rolling with Geno or Locke. And I'm like, are you out of your mind? I mean, Gino <laughs> didn't have the track record at that point. And they were quite competitive. And, you know, he got all these first-round picks for Wilson. Looked like they were building that out pretty nicely. But we also just saw them live, what, two weeks ago or whatever. And The defense, defense is, is a disaster. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. his side of the ball. Yeah. You, they, know. you know, they traded for Jamal Adams. They traded for Leonard Williams. There's some high picks on that side of the ball. They signed Bobby Wagner, and it's bad. You know, so – I. I wonder, I mean, did Vrabel getting fired all of a sudden, their ownership's like, he's available, I want him. Or there's a ripple effect of some of these things, too. Yeah, I mean, I, I could see Dan Quinn being on their wish list. Absolutely. I mean, that, that makes a lot of sense. A guy that was, actually, he was yeah. their defensive coordinator in the, the Legion of Boom days. Right and, yeah. yeah, he's a hot name out there. And we're like, hey, if, we're gonna, we wanna try to, if we want to try to get Dan Quinn to be our replacement for our Pete, yeah, this yeah. is our chance. This is our chance. Yeah, Pete's getting up in age. We could have Quinn for 10 years or Pete for one. Yeah. 
I didn't think of that. We angle, know, but I bet we, that's yeah, it. Yeah, we know what he it. is. We, yeah. He's been in our building. He knows we like how him, we, we want to play. Us. Yeah, there's a relationship there. That makes all the sense in the world. So I want to throw something at you because on my podcast today, we were talking coaching stuff and kind of came to the conclusion that this is one of the best group of coaches you can hire that I can remember. Like, I mean, guys you might be able to get, Belichick, Harbaugh, Vrabel, plus of the hot coordinators that are always there, you know, Baltimore's defensive coordinator, Detroit's offensive coordinator, which are total unknowns. But I feel like there's a good crop that you could actually get somebody pretty solid, more so than most years, where it's just a bunch of no-name guys, you know, to the me, Eagles though, coordinators. I, I look at the situation with Belichick, and I get it if you're trying to sell some tickets. Mm-hmm. But he's a year younger. Than, actually, he might be older than... Carroll. They're neck and neck. They're neck and neck. I mean, yeah, they're both right. like 71, 72 years old. Mm-hmm. You're, you're basically renting a coach in that situation. That's a great point. I mean, like, I almost, I almost just asked you this, but I thought the answer's too obvious. Carroll's not going to coach the NFL again, right? Yeah, I mean, I he's, he's, gonna, he's moving into a into a, a advisory role oh, they for the Seahawks. Yeah. Okay, I just saw a headline. Okay, so he's going to still be employed by the organization. Yeah, okay. but he's 72 years old. At some point, so I, I don't care how energetic thing. you are. Sure, sure. You know, I mean, you're still going to communicate with 20-year-olds, too, and, yeah. them, and be sharp and all those things. Because everyone's talking about Belichick is, oh, he's not done coaching. Well, why didn't anyone say the same thing about Carroll? Yeah. No, I I, I get that point. Um, I don't think Belichick's done, though. I, no, I don't I, think he I, is yeah, either. I think, I think he, he 100% absolutely wants to coach because yeah. he's – I think he needs 14 or 15 wins to catch Don Shula as mm-hmm. the all-time – Winningest coach in NFL history. I think he's two or three away from three hundred too. But again, you know. I, th- I think you're you're renting him. Mm-hmm. Like he's not a long term answer for you. So well, he's not going to be Tomlin, you know, right? Coward, no. He you, wouldn't be the model around here. You're putting yourself back into a situation where, okay, for the short term, we're getting Bill Belichick. In the long term, three years from now, we could be looking for another new head coach. Yes, yes, and I think there's a really good chance he ends up in Atlanta. But if I'm Washington or the Chargers and just need a culture change, like, Bill, I only need you for two years. Just get all the cobwebs out of this nasty place and paint it a different color. You know what I mean? Here's the thing. I heard this about the Chargers. I think I was right after they made the move. I was Mm -hmm. driving back from Cincinnati or somewhere, and they had one of the Chargers beat writers on uh, the NFL show that I was listening to. And they were asking about, you know, well, you know, where do you look for a replacement? He says, guys, don't look at all the big names because the Chargers can't afford. They're not going to spend. On they're not going to spend. Or, yeah. They, what they've done is spent, you know, instead of spending twenty million dollars a year, yeah, or twenty five or whatever it's going to cost you to get one of the big names, they'd they'd much rather spend eight to get an up and coming guy. Yeah. 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 Uh, that. Is absolutely true. I don't think there's like any chance I mean, Harbaugh ends up there. They're renters in their own stadium. Yes. You know? I mean, I I was listening to a podcast with Chase Daniel, and he wasn't ripping on the Chargers, but he was just talking about all the different stops he's been. And he's like, the training facility, the food, everything's cheaper with the Chargers. You know, I guess they're, they're building a new facility as we speak, but the one they have now is like in a strip mall. Yeah. You know, like, like it's not the normal NFL I'm not saying they're cheap. They're just not going to spend. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, you call it whatever you want, but they're not going to give Harbaugh $25 million a year, Yeah, and there's no chance. No, I just don't see that Or being, Belichick. Or, yeah. You know, right. So I, I just don't see those guys being a possibility mm-hmm. there. Now, maybe they, they decide, hey, we got to go for it here and, and do that, but 
Um, and then the opposite side, if it's Carolina, will give you anything you want, but nobody wants to go there. Right. <laughs> you know, I think like Atlanta might be a happy medium. Maybe Washington's a happy medium. And we might we might not be done yet. There might be more surprises out there. I bet there are. You know, I bet there could are, Dallas yeah. open? You know, if, if let, let's say Green Bay goes into Dallas, I'd say and, a one and, and done for some of these teams could be enough for someone to get the boot. I mean, yeah. Marty Schottenheimer got canned after fourteen and two season. You know, I think he won a playoff game or two. That's Washington, though. There's. No, that, that was, was that was Chargers. Chargers. That, that was, was Chargers. Chargers too, right? Yeah. yeah, I mean, so Washington yeah, fired him after an eight and eight season, which was which <laughs> right. at po- that point their best season under Snyder yeah, with no talent, and yeah. yeah, took them to a, where they hadn't been before. No, I I still think there's going to be a lot of moving. I didn't see Carroll coming. I mean, yeah, but that Quinn call makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, that one just hit me while we we're saying that. Yeah, that's well done. Yeah. I like it. Um, but so these ex you know if Belichick does leave mm-hmm. Carroll was i believe the third longest tenured coach in the NFL he'd been there since 2010 okay Tomlin's got a year on Harbaugh Tomlin will be the longest Tomlin, Tomlin and Harbaugh will be one and two yeah adds up in their in their current situations right i mean like Peyton took a year off and some of these other days Reed's been around a while but not in the same place so when i look at that and you, and you hear all the stuff about Tomlin and and we've talked about this in the past but Harbaugh was on the hot seat in 2019. When they drafted Lamar. When they drafted yeah. Lamar. Mm-hmm. Hasn't been on the hot seat since. Mm-mm. They've won one playoff game since 2012 when they went when they mm-hmm. won the Super Bowl. Yeah, okay. One. One, yeah. They're um, one and three with Lamar in the playoffs. I know his playoff record's bad. I didn't realize it was that long of a stretch with only one. With one. Yeah. And, 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 this stuff's not uncommon, folks. It's not right, uncommon. Right, right, that's right. that's my point. I mean, this is this happens, especially with the Brady era in the AFC. Right? right. They didn't lose. He, many. They dominated. <laughs> they they dominated yeah. the era. And now the Chiefs have as well. I mean, like, right? You went, been a, you went straight from Brady into into Mahomes. Into Mahomes. Yeah. And, and if you don't have one of those guys, or if you're not that strong of a you know just an organization football team, those two teams are loaded. I mean, Hall of Fame coaches and quarterbacks. Yeah, you know, and good it's, teams. It's, right. It's, it's difficult. Um, it's tough to win playoff games in the NFL. It really it's is unbelievably hard. I remember us doing this a couple of years ago. Just talk. If you're 500 in playoff games, you're killing it. Yeah, I mean, killing it. But, but I've 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 heard and seen things. Like, Tomlin needs to win this playoff game this year in Buffalo. You're a 10 point uh, underdog. A 10 point dog. I mean, no, I don't see it that you way. You go at into all. this. I mean, I think you a, play with house money. You you weren't supposed to be here, according to most of the pundits. You were supposed to finish yeah. last in your division. I mean, you're playing with the guy that opened the season as your third-string quarterback. Yeah. Now he's been the best player of them all, but, you know. <laughs> your over-under in Vegas was eight and a half wins. Yeah, yeah. Which was, I believe, uh, what are there, four, uh, 16 teams in the AFC? That was like, if I remember correctly, like 12th. Because the AFC is so good. Because the cetera, AFC cetera, was so right, loaded. Right. I mean, teams like the Jets were ahead yeah. of them and Chargers and Jags and, yeah. Steelers played 13 games this year against teams that finished with a winning record. Mm-hmm. They went eight and five in those games. Yeah, yeah. It's and I was looking at this today too that they had the tenth hardest schedule by EPA when it's all said and done. Yeah, you know, like this is who you played when you played them. It was the tenth hardest schedule, third hardest stretch stretch of defenses. I mean, in, in the whole league. And like I said, eight and five against teams that ended up five hundred or better. Yeah, five and three against other teams that made the playoffs. So yeah. you're not you're not the typical seven seed. In many ways, no. You've beaten good teams. You've beaten. You got two wins mm-hmm. against Baltimore, and I don't care who they played in the last game. Yeah, you beat them seventeen ten both times, mm-hmm. and it didn't. It you know the 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 players were the players. You beat Cleveland, you beat the Packers, mm-hmm. you beat the Rams. Um, I mean, there's plenty of instances like Miami comes to mind, but I'm sure there's others and tons of them in recent history 
okay, you beat all the bad teams you're favored against, you lost against all the teams yeah. you weren't. You know, okay, that's okay. That's the, what's expected. Well, this isn't what was expected out of the Steelers. Right. You you, know? uh, I mean, we weren't expecting that. No. When the schedule no, 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 came right, right. out, it was, oh, that's, that's you know, you, you got to go 5 1. You, you better, you better uh, win all your games early because that last three game stretch is, that's going to be brutal. brutal. Probably, you might not win any of those. Well, right. they, they won all three they of them. They won all three of them. But well, they'll get the three <laughs> wins before that, though. Or, you know, definitely those two back to backers at home. They're money in the bank. It's Forget the NFL. It. Right. Yeah, it's hard. It's the NFL. You just don't know. Yeah. And, and there's no cupcakes in the playoffs. Going back to no. playoff records and getting getting a playoff win isn't. I almost feel like any team, and this is a little too far of a statement. Even the Niners or Ravens this year, if you won one playoff game and then got eliminated, can you say it's a bad year? I mean, even if it's a '78 Steelers or Montana's Niners, like well, for the Niners and Ravens, if they win one game, they're in the conference. They're in the conference championship, so they would be eliminated. Yeah. They'd be a Final Four team. I don't know that that's a bad year for them. I mean, if the Ravens right. win next week and lose to Kansas City at home, twenty-one twenty or whatever, oh, they stink. I don't see it that way. I mean, yeah. they're a Final Four team. Well, and- what is it? What is, uh, you got six games this weekend. Mm-hmm. Four next week. Um. I should, it shouldn't be this hard to figure out what set or s- <laughs> eight. Eight. Okay. No. I mean, there's seven teams in each People conference. are screaming at their. At oh, their- they are. My brain just Come totally on, froze, idiots. too. So there will be four teams left in each conference. Right. So that's four games. Four games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you have two games. Yeah. And then one. So, you, right. so you're talking. Twelve wins total available available for for the, the entire league, league to disperse and thirteen total wins. in the playoffs for yeah. the entire league. The Super Bowl all thirty two teams, or four of them. and the Super Bowl team's going to get yeah three or four of them, yeah, right? Exactly. And the, the team that doesn't win the Super Bowl is going to get two or three, two of or those. three of them, and then everyone else has to split, you know, like five or four <laughs> or whatever. Right? <laughs> that's 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 the math. Yeah. That's the math. That's, that's, the, way that's the reality. Right, of right, right. There like, will be X amount. What'd you say? Thirteen wins. Thirteen, com- thirteen available wins in the playoffs Playoff in the NFL are, playoffs. They're in the bank. Someone's going to go. Somebody will cash get those. those out. Yeah. yeah, there won't Someone's be any ties. Right, and <laughs> one team's gonna get three or four. One team's gonna get two or three. So now you're up to you know five if or you're six. Not one of those. Yeah. If you're not a Super Bowl team. You're splitting. Essentially, with everybody else. half of those games a are going teams. are going to be won by two teams. Yeah, and then the other dozen get the other half. Yeah, it's exactly right. Yeah, that's why playoff wins are tough. Yeah. If you win the Super Bowl, I mean, that's like the Mahomes stuff. Boy, his playoff record's great. And it is. That's awesome. Because if you win the Super Bowl once or twice, you're playing you're racking, with house money for a long yeah, time. Yeah, you're racking you, up some wins. You were, you were 4-0 or 3-0 that year. Or even just going to the Super Bowl. So really, if you're not a Super Bowl team, you can be scrutinized pretty heavily that you're not a good enough playoff team. Yeah. That's a pretty high standard. It's a really high standard. Yeah, especially I mean, if you're like, for example, you're the Bills. You lose this one, and there's 90 million hour gus. People are oh, they would destroy. diving through tables and yeah, you know. right. I mean, if the Bills lose this game, McDermott's seat's going to get hot after a five game winning streak to get in, even if it's levels the playing field to that Patriot Bills level where you're just hoping to get a bounce or a big play. Let's put know? it this way. Okay, so we both agree that Josh Allen is one of the top three or four quarterbacks in no the question. NFL. No question. His playoff record's four and four. Yeah, all his wins have come at home. Yeah, yeah, four I mean, and four. I mean, let's say Lamar is the same example. He's worse. 
Yeah. I mean, he's going to win the MVP. Mahomes has never won a road playoff never game. Never even had to play one. <laughs> I mean, even Brady's career, how many did he play? Brady, Brady's not many. Playoff career on the road. He, I mean, if they did, if if the Patriots weren't at home for the playoffs, if they weren't the one or two seed, mm-hmm. they it, didn't it win. Got bad, right. They didn't win a game. He had to go to Indy to play Manning. Or, yeah. You know, right, right, right. Yeah. They I mean, never won a Super Bowl doing yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. So, again, I mean, if, if the Ravens lose next week, they're going to get – Lamar's a bum, can't yeah. win. You He'd know? be one and four in the playoffs if they don't get to the Super Bowl this year. Yeah, if they that's going to be the narrative. If they win one game, but then lose in the AFC Championship, he'll be two and four. Well, he's a in loser. The playoffs. He's a bum. They shouldn't have signed him. Right. Exactly. You know, and that that's the reality of the situation yeah. when and they're one of the dozen teams fighting for five spots, and they've yeah. got one of them at least. The great you know, right. qu- great quarterbacks. I mean, it, it's tough to win playoff games. It's, I mean, not impossible, but it's if you're at five hundred, you're phenomenal. Yeah, I mean you're phenomenal. If you're a coach or quarterback with a postseason winning percentage of 500, you're one of the best. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's, I, that's I, Noel, that's Walsh, that's Belichick. You know, right? So I look at I'm looking at these playoff scores for Josh Allen. What he's done in the playoffs. His first year was not good. He was 24 46. I don't think they want to throw the ball that much in this game. Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong. I think that's the year. That no one thought the Bills were going to the playoffs. Right. They, they traded like Sammy Watkins and Robert Woods. Yeah. They went to Houston and they lost 22 19. And they sh- really outkicked their coverage yeah. to even get it. They were like the Giants last year. Yeah. They were, no one that thought they were. That was in 2019 when they came to Pittsburgh that year. Both teams were 8 and 5. Mm-hmm. Or 8 and 6. Yeah. 8 and 6. Okay. Uh, 8 and 5. I'm sorry. They were both 8 and 5. And the winner was in good was in really good shape and the Bills ended up winning that game yeah. over Duck Hodges. But they had no expectations to go to the playoffs. None. At that point. Yeah. And frankly, I did I was not a Josh Allen believer coming out of college, certainly not after year one. I mean he was a bad player at that point as a rookie. Yeah. Uh so the next year he threw thirty five, thirty seven, and then forty eight passes in their playoff in their games. playoff run. Okay. Uh in twenty twenty one Against New England, he only threw 25 passes in the opener, but they won that game 47-17. Okay. Uh, Just destroyed that. He had five touchdown passes and 308 yards on 25 (laughs) passes. Yeah. Um, He scores a lot of touchdowns. Yeah. (laughs) If you start taking in the stats, he scores a lot. They lost that ridiculous game to Kansas City the next week, if you remember, in the AFC Championship. Uh, That was the one where. They scored, oh, yeah. and then the Chiefs scored in like six seconds. That wasn't like the 13-second game, was it? That was the 42-36. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Allen had, uh, he, he threw the ball 37 times for 329 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions, and they lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Classic um, game, yeah. yeah. Then last year, uh, threw the ball 39 times in a win over Miami. They won that one 34-31. Then they lost to the Bengals uh, 27-10. to Um at home. That was a big Lou Amarumo yeah. getting in his head. Threw the ball 42 eight, times eight in that game. Okay. So, I mean, his average in these playoff games is typically around 35 passes. And they plenty threw, of them were in Buffalo. Yeah, they, they threw the ball 35 yet. times in this game. I think that's a mistake. I think that's a big mistake. Yeah, I do too. I'd, I'd be shocked if they do. And they, they did make an offense coordinator change, and they've been running the ball heavier and heavier as the season's gone on, and he's been getting a lot of carries. So I don't think they'll go down that road, but I promise you they run the or they throw the ball more than the Steelers do, assuming yeah. it's a close game. Yeah. yeah, I mean right. I mean if it's thirty nothing in the fourth quarter, the Steelers could be throwing it into a hailstorm. Who knows? But I mean, but you got to keep it close. You got to keep it close. But in these conditions, can either team just run away with it? 
I don't see I, it. I mean, even if you're, you, you'd a, have to turn the ball over a couple times, yeah. deep in your own territory, and give them a couple. I mean, even if it's Alabama versus Pitt, I mean, could they blow their doors off to the point where it's not even competitive at halftime? You know, it, it's just going to be hard to move the ball. But I just don't know that the rosters. It could be seven on seven on air. I yeah. Mean, how many passes are you going to? Which kill at, you know, we got to do this. We got to take a look at the each team's roster mm-hmm. and see uh, how we how we think they stack up. We'll do that when we come back. He is. Matt Williamson, I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We're going to take a break. We'll be back to finish up hour number one right after this. Welcome back. I am Dale Lally. He is the Matt Williamson. And uh, sorry, uh, we just wanted to apologize for those who were out there hoping to hear us live at 4 o'clock. Uh, we had some things that were beyond our control. That, right. That we're us we're to cranking it out for you. Yeah, hopefully yeah. you get this We're actually this doing somewhere. this show at 4 o'clock. We should. <laughs> we did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We did our part of it, but anyway, so uh, taking a look here at Buffalo's depth chart, Matt. Yeah, let's do this. Okay. Because I, I think people need to know their names, too. Yeah. You know, there's some names, and it's not Edmonds and White and some of those dudes yeah. that you're used to seeing. So let's dig in. Okay, a quarterback we know. They got Josh Allen with Kyle Allen as the backup. He's one of the bad Allens. One of the, he's the bad Allen. Yeah. yeah. If, the good if, Allen's the one playing. If, yeah, if he takes snaps in this game, you're in good shape. Yeah. Kyle Allen's... <laughs> Kyle Allen would be fifth on the yes. of the five. Uh, Josh would be one. Obviously, the, the, they have a, an advantage. No question about it. They the, do against just about everybody. He's a really when, superstar. I, when I look at their roster, that's the only one clear advantage that Buffalo has. I guess when we go position by position, I will probably agree with you, knowing it off the top of my head. But their roster to me is a little overrated. Yeah, I mean because he he lifts all. He's shifts. a deodorant. He cl- he, he cleans up everything else at running back. It's James Cook. Leonard Fournette and Latavius Murray. I'll take the Steelers r- running backs. I'm a big oh. Cook fan, and he's had a great year. Yeah, but he even if he's one, the top three are obvious, and two of them are Steelers. And yeah. I'm not even suggesting he is one because he can't do what Najee can he's do. He's got two touchdowns this year. Really, that doesn't surprise yeah. me. He's got a lot of total yards, but not lately. I yeah. mean, a lot of them were right after the coordinator change. He was getting the ball like crazy. Now Allen's running. Yeah, I don't. You know? I don't know that they want to give it to him twenty-five times a game. No, I don't think they can. Right. I yeah, don't think like, he can handle that. That's, I think Warren's more of an every-down back than he. Is. I think that's why they they've elevated Fournette. Yes. I mean, one of my big know. things I've been critical of them is they need Mike Allstott. They need yeah. Bettis. So they, I mean, they need a complimentary it's not, player. It's, it's not Latavius Murray who came out in the same draft as Le'Veon Bell. The only reason Murray plays is because he's great in protection. Yeah. I mean, he's an old man that knows how to protect, yeah. and he's big, but he can't move. Real quick on Allen, how about this? He's accounted for eighty six point three of the percent of the Bills' touchdowns this year. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like every touchdown has basically gone through him. Yeah, I mean, Cook doesn't get him. I mean, pass or run, it's bonkers. At wide receiver, it's Stephon Diggs, mm-hmm. Gabe Davis, who didn't practice today. Yeah, Khalil Shakir. Uh, then you have Trent Sherfield and Deontay Hardy. Hardy's a very good return guy. He's the one that took it to the house yeah. last week, but he's not much of a. He's not going to give you anything. Austin's in the past. a better yeah. wideout than him. Yeah, you know. So I would rank them, and I do fear a little bit that Diggs is starting to slip, and his playoff numbers are actually quite bad. Um, but he's still one. I would go Diggs, Pickens, Johnson, Gap, Davis, Shakir, Robinson, and Austin. Whatever order you want. I mean, they're so different. Yeah. So that's a push at worst. At worst, for a team that has stuff on digs. Right. Like, right. you have two of those guys, they have one. 
Yeah, but I think he's clearly won. Yeah, he's I mean, he's, he's one potential Hall of Famer. You know, but but he's sli- I mean his numbers are really you've bad. Got, the last but you've got six two weeks. of them. Yeah. They've I'll got, go with Steelers. They've got one A. You've got two B pluses or two mm-hmm. Bs. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, if you add up the collective score yeah. of who plays in particular, yeah. Especially yeah. If, if Gabe Davis doesn't play, right? Because Sherfield's really a four. Yeah, and I Davis mean, is to take three. the top off the off the defense guy. Mm-hmm. Now they don't have that. Agreed. Yeah. Um, at tight end, it's Dalton Kincaid, it's Dawson Knox, Quentin Morris. Um, that might be one area where I would look at what the Bills have, but it's a different build. It's a very different build, but I would give them the nod there. Yeah. Um, they don't have a Washington. Knox is fine. I mean, he's a— Like when they come out in, in, in 12 or 13 personnel— it's really like eleven and a half. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's but not that's like what I, that's why they yeah. drafted Kincaid. It's but it's not like when the Steelers come out in thirteen personnel and just pound it down your throat. No, these I mean, guys aren't going to do that. I think Kincaid will be a star and had a really good rookie season, and he's the best receiver of any tight end in this game. Um, but he's the worst blocker too. Yeah, I mean he's not going. If you ask him to block Watt or Highsmith or any of those type of things that Washington would do, you're going to lose that situation. But he lines up in the slot. Their tight ends, I think, are a better group than the Steelers. Yeah, though. I would agree. Uh, fullback, it's Reggie Gilliam. Well, that is what it is. No, I guess we include him. Right. Um, on the offensive line, you got Deion Dawkins at left tackle, David Edwards at left guard, Mitch Morse at center, Osiris Torrance at right guard, and Spencer Brown at right tackle. That's actually – I'm glad you mentioned Edwards because he's really their sixth guy. It's um, – Connor McGovern? McGovern. Yeah. He's the one that's played – their, their starting five has played, like, every snap this year. It's almost to the Steelers' level from last year. And and uh, the guy I mentioned, whoever they have listed as a left guard, is Edwards. Edwards. Yeah. He's the extra guy. Um, Dawkins is still a very good left tackle. Morse is a solid center. Uh, I think I think Torrance will be a good guard and is a good run blocker, wide body guy. But he looks like he's hitting a wall as a huge human being, as a rookie, and his pass protection needs a lot of work. Brown is one of these like six eight. He's one of those North ends. Dakota State guys. Yeah, yeah, and he's a tight end. I think he's Northern Illinois or, or whatever. Yeah. But he's a tight end that grew into his paws. But he is a problematic, to be honest with yeah. you. Um, I think it's about a wash, to be honest with you. I think they have a good line. I think both have above average lines. Not great. I think I'd take the Steelers line, run blocking all day long. Yeah. Yeah, I'd do it that way. I think this is a better pass blocking line. Yeah, I think they're I think they're set up to to block for Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. Steelers are a better run blocking line, which is why they drafted Torrance. Yeah, I mean they they, they need, wanted they somebody they could tr- potentially run behind. Yeah, fourth and one. Who do you run behind? But That's he's not there a, yet. He's not there yet. Yeah. So the other thing is like, unbelievably, the Bills have thirty more sacks than they've allowed, but Allen is the best quarterback, and it's not even close. For pressures that don't turn into sacks, so this pass blocking group does allow a fair amount of pressure, but putting him on the ground doesn't always occur. It's, it's, yeah. <laughs> you know, remember Ben in the day. Yeah. you know, right? I mean that that type of thing. Yeah, for sure. So I think they're similar in terms of if you were to rank them one to thirty-two, they'd be pretty close to each other. Yeah. Uh, moving over to their defensive side of things, and and they play. They have a lot the, of dudes. The highest rate of nickel mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. the league. Uh, they live in nickel. Uh, so on the defensive line, you've got Greg, Gregory Rousseau, mm-hmm. Ed Oliver, Daquan Jones, Leonard Floyd. It's a good group. Three or four, a lot of high picks. Three yeah. of them are, are first round picks. Floyd they didn't draft, but the other two they did. Jones they gave money. Um, it, 
They're built to rush to pass her, though. They're all Ferraris, except yeah. for Jones. Yeah. And I think they have Linville Joseph on the roster now, too. Yeah, he's down the depth chart. They yeah. have Puna Ford's another guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, they do like to Tim rotate Settles their fronts. There's some big bodies, stuffer, yeah. but they're, they're, Jones missed a lot of time. He came back three or four weeks ago, and he goes a long way to actually giving them some sort of anchor because none of those other dudes are anchor type. I guys. mean, Ed they're, Oliver's a, a 280 pound defensive yeah. tackle. Yeah, I mean, he ran like a linebacker at the yeah. combine, and he's had a really good year. He's an upfield player, but he's not big. Yeah. Um, who are their other ends behind Rousseau? Shaq Lawson, AJ Epinesa, Basham, uh, Kingsley Johnson, uh, Jonathan, uh, yeah. and I say Epinesa's Von a first round pick. Von Miller's Von Miller's been inactive. He has not a thing. Yeah, I mean, so there's a lot of high picks and a lot of money spent there. Ed Oliver just got an extension, but there's not a lot of physicality or oomph. You know, they're built I mean? to rush the passer because yeah. they expect to have the lead. Now, if we're going to compare all those dudes to all the Steelers, D linemen, and edge guys, minus Watt. Minus Watt, you have to take it. I got to go Bills, but plus Watt, it isn't close. Yeah. No, I'm with good, you. I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah, I hear you. Um, but it's sort of close without them. Because I expect Herbie and I, Golden I, well, to be good, and, you know. I think the Steelers are a better run stopping group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They might be better suited to pass rush, but are we going to see a game where pass rush is going to matter a whole bunch? Mm-hmm. This goes back to a theme I keep talking about with the Bills: is they've built themselves to beat the Chiefs, yeah, not play a physical, grind it in, out team in three feet of snow, yeah, in, in their own stadium. Yeah, no, you there's know? no doubt about it. Yeah, I, I think there, there's, I think the Steelers had to learn that the yeah. hard way. The I Patriot think the Bills year, yeah. might learn it the hard way. I think they're in the midst of it. I think yeah. that's why they haven't been able to quite be where they need to be. It's different um, if you get to the Super Bowl and it's in a dome or in beautiful weather, but yeah. you got to get there. The linebackers are uh, Terrell Dodson. Mm-hmm. He's kind of replaced um, Milano. Milano, mm-hmm. uh, but he's hurt. Yeah, I don't know if he's gonna play. He had a shoulder injury. Good. Yeah, shoulder injury in that game the other day. He's their big linebacker. He's two hundred thirty-seven pounds. Yeah, most of the guys are running, hit small. Types. Terrell Bernard is the other guy. He's two twenty-six. I think he's exceptional, though. He's very good. Yeah. I mean, uh, but that's why they're ha- happy to move on from Edmonds. He's basically he's little. He's a juiced-up safety. Yeah, I think he's like 5'11". Yeah. Like, he doesn't look like Edmonds, you know, by yeah. any means. Um, I would still take their linebackers, considering the state of the Steelers. Well, I hear you. You know yeah. what I mean? But it's not Milano and Edmonds. No, yeah. it's not. And, you know, Dorian Williams is the other guy that they mix in there. And he's, he's a, two- a rookie, right? He's a 225-pound linebacker. Yeah, he's the, is he the Tulsa kid that ran a 4-4. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, right, yeah, exactly. That's what they're looking for. They're meant to run and chase, not tackle 240-pound running backs. Again, this is how they're built. They play nickel with a lot of speed, but Jerome Bettis would run right through him. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> like, you've got to know, who you, you know your environment. Um, at cornerback, and this is where it gets problematic for them. And it depends a lot on Douglas's health. It depends a ton on yeah. Douglas's health. You they got, traded for him at the, head, the trade deadline. Folks. You got Teron Johnson. He plays every snap. Then you have Douglas on the other side. Mm-hmm. Uh, if he doesn't play, they moved in Dane Jackson last week, the former Elam's pick kid. hurt, right, the first-round pick? Kyrie Elam is or buried is he, on the depth chart. Okay, I know they're not happy yeah. with him. He doesn't play much. Then you're looking at Christian Benford. I think Benford plays the nickel for them. I think so, too. Yeah. And Johnson has been their nickel, like when they had White and... When they were pretty set there, I think Johnson yeah. went inside. Douglas, I mean, they didn't have to give up a ton to get him at the trade deadline. He's made a lot of picks. He's talented. He's big. He's probably going to get paid well in the offseason. But he's important for them. He didn't practice today. 
I mean, I'll take Porter over all those guys. Yeah. And that's not close. Yeah. I mean, would they would Levi be playing for them if he stuck around? They had Probably him and they let him the go. Equation. Yeah. Well, they drafted Elam. They drafted he Elam and that didn't work yeah. out. I mean, would would Patrick Peterson be playing a lot of snaps for them? Probably as you know, as constructed, probably would yeah. be too. Yeah, I think that's a wash. Maybe lean towards the Steelers. I would lean a little towards the Steelers because they have a guy that's a shutdown cornerback. Not say they have the best guy. I don't sure. know that. Yeah, I don't know that 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 the Bills do. No, they don't. They yeah. don't. I mean, um, and frankly, I'd be worried about White. I know he's not in this game, but. That poor guy suffered a bad injury when he was one of the best corners in the league. Yeah. His career might not be ever be the same, unfortunately. Then at safety, you have Poyer and Hyde, and you would look mm-hmm. at that typically and say, well, that's, you know, that's the Bills. This is not the Poyer and Hyde of three years ago. No, they're starting to – what years are they in? They're like 10th, They're both 11th, over 30. Yeah, they've yeah. both been around. I'll take a, a, a healthy Minka Fitzpatrick coming back. Sure. With what the Steelers now have with KZ and Eric Rowe. Yeah, I would too. Because Minka's back. Yeah. I mean, because Minka is back. Because Minka's back. He's he's enough for me. But a lot of these conversations are really close. Yeah. I mean, they're. It just depends on what kind of game is it going to be. Mm-hmm. And the teams if are this, really constructed differently. If this game were in Miami, mm-hmm. the Steelers are playing the Bills in Miami. Oh, you'd love the Bills. You'd love the Bills. It, should, <laughs> it would be more than a 10 point spread. Where yeah. now I think it should be less than a 10 point spread. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's stupid things like the safeties. They're one of the biggest two high teams in the league. They're going to play a lot of two high in this game, right? They're going to have one of those guys sneaking yeah. down into the box because if they're in too high, Steelers then might average right. about six yards a carry. Exactly. <laughs> but just in terms of construction, the Steelers are one of the single high most yeah. teams in the league. You know, because you got Minka. You know, so I, I don't love the way they're built, but they have good players. But Allen is the ultimate X factor. They're built to play right. a certain way. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're right. Allen is the is the X factor. Yeah. He erases some of the issues that they have. Big time. Um, but, but they're not January and Buffalo built. No, they're not. No. It's, it's a weird build. It's a weird build. I mean, even their D linemen, they're all quick get off, twitchy, first round pick, combine dudes, yeah. Ed Oliver. We're up, we're up 14 points so we can just go rush the passer. Right, right. Which is great when you're up 14 points and you're just rushing the passer. But... In the snow and slop of Buffalo, it's not it's, always easy to get to. It's one of the reasons why, like, they went to New England and lost. Mm-hmm. Patriots just rammed the ball down their throat. They're kind of built like the Colts under Peyton Manning in yeah. the Dome. You know, like, but if you go to New England and play Brewski and Be- Belichick, it's like, ah, we're not so good at this. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, interesting. No. I mean, they're a good team, but their roster's not as good as people think. No. No, I'm with you. Uh, we're going to take another break. That's going to do it for hour number one. Uh, Matt and I will be back with hour number two. You're listening to The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio.